There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. Yeah, there's plenty of bad news in the world, but I think I've said that already. Sometimes that bad news comes with a phone call. So I remember sitting in my office right around lunchtime and the phone rings. That's my ringtone. Yeah, it takes me back to my Robin Hood days. Now, I don't recognize the number, but I answer. Hello? There's a young man's voice on the other line. He sounds Asian, but he speaks decent English, and he doesn't exactly give me bad news. He actually confirms some bad news I had heard about on the radio just two days before. He says, Hello, this is Microsoft Computers, and we understand that you are having an error message coming up on your computer. We are answering your inquiry to rectify this, so if you have a moment, I can walk you through this. Now, if anyone knows me, they know that an error message is just a normal part of my life. In fact, if there's no error message on one of my devices, something's wrong. But I know that I certainly didn't make an inquiry about it to Microsoft. And I also know what this guy's up to because I heard the radio program two days ago warning people about this ploy. These are hackers posing as helpers. Once you give them enough hardware info, they can get into the guts of your computer, and before you are aware of it, they're finding your social security number, your passwords, your bank account numbers. The bad news is that there are crooks out there, and one of them has just phoned me. So a normal person hangs up, right? Not me. I'm thinking, if I hang up on this guy, it gives him more time to possibly prey on someone else. So I answer, wow, thanks. When it comes to computers, I need lots of help. Now, I'm not lying. This is true. And I can hear hope rising in the voice of my new acquaintance. Okay, sir, if you can go to your computer and type in the ID code, I can show you how to get rid of your error message. Well, I countered. I, I tell you what. I'm getting lunch for my kids, so since you know how to fix this and you know all about it, just go ahead and do it. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, first, I need you to go and open up this portal. Well, I don't have time right now. Maybe later. Uh, but sir, I am only trying to help you with your computer. Okay, yeah, I, I, I know. That's great. Um, but if you know so much about it, why do you need my help? Just go ahead and fix it.
Uh, sir, I'm glad to help. I just need you to go and... You get the picture. <clears throat> this went on for quite a while. And I honestly thought he was going to get frustrated and hang up on me. But he didn't. I think he really thought he had a dupe on the line and that I was just distracted. I talked to him about my world travel and I asked him where he was from. Again, he thought I was distracted, but I had a motive. Because once he told me his country of origin, I had an insight into the background of this would-be thief. I knew that 95% of his claimed country is Muslim. Uh, but sir, let us get back to your computer. After about 15 minutes, I had had enough. I said bluntly, You know, I believe that when we die, we are all going to stand before God and give an account of how we lived. I know that God is against stealing and lying. Now, this was abrupt and out of the blue and a change in the conversation. So, I expect a click. But no, he was polite and persistent. Uh, we are not talking about that right now. I want to help you with your computer. He didn't hang up. I believe that God sees us and he is against lying and stealing money from people. There was a pause. He's hanging up now, I thought. I see you are a different kind of person. <laughs> well, we could have gone a lot of different directions from there, but that's what he said. However, I continued in the spiritual vein, raising the fear of God before this transgressor's conscience. In the end, he asked me for my contact info. I gave him my email, and you know what? He wrote to me. In the email, he said he didn't like what he was doing, but he had come to the city for education and had run out of money. These crooks had hired him. I wrote him back and shared more comfortably about the grace of God and the forgiveness of sins. I actually wrote to him twice, though I only heard back from him once. You see, Jesus once said that if the good men of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. We don't know where the thieves are, and we don't know who is trying to swindle us. Physically, we try to stop the thieves. We hunker down and purchase better burglar alarms. But spiritually, what do we do? One spiritual defense is a godly answer. Watching for the thief, as Jesus said, but also watching for the thief's heart and being ready always to answer in meekness and fear. If the con artist walks up to you and asks, May I rip you off? You would emphatically declare no and walk away. Maybe, however, the Holy Spirit would have us answer differently. Maybe the Spirit would have us answer, You know, let's talk about it. And then see if God could use us to reach the heart of the thief. Today's cup of cold water comes from the country of Ukraine an experience that Pastor Vasily Chemshishin shared with his supporters in one of his Gospel Inc. quarterly reports, an experience in which this national preacher didn't depend on any theological degree or insight. God just gave him a spiritual focus and a wise answer.
I met Pastor Vasily Simchison in 2004. He has a Slavic face, a semi-Stoic demeanor, and Vasily has a Soviet past. What I mean by that was Vasily hadn't always been interested in God. No, in fact, typical of his generation, he had been antichrist in his youth. His state-controlled education had convinced him that religion had oppressed the masses for years. The fear of God's judgment and eternal hellfire had been twisted by the Orthodox Church to manipulate and subjugate the Ukrainian peasants for centuries. Naturally, injustice raises the ire of normal human beings, and as a committed member of the Communist Party in his region, Vasily hoped to eradicate the influence of Christianity and all religions from the great Soviet Socialist Republic. Vasily recalls that once, in a fit of rage, he even went and got an axe and used it to chop his beloved grandmother's Bible. That is hardcore, chopping your babushka's Bible with an axe. But you know, those Russian grandmothers knew how to pray. The year when Vasily turned 20 years old, he was traveling in a communist bus. And in a violent collision, the bus was struck by a large truck. As the bus hurtled through the air, Vasily knew of nothing else to do but to cry out to God to save him. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone invoking Karl Marx in a traumatic emergency. <laughs> in the aftermath of the accident, Vasily was rushed to the hospital and he was found to be whole and okay. His cry had been heard. When he got back to his city of Marganets, he marched into the committee of the Communist Party and turned in his membership. Vasily says, They threatened me, but it didn't matter. I knew I belonged to the Lord. When I met Vasily Sanchishin, he had been full-time in the ministry for 13 years, and currently he has been sponsored with Gospel Inc. for more than 17 years. He's still preaching, still faithful, and still bearing witness that his God lives. One day, Vasily ventured out to the street market to buy some vegetables. Ukraine has grocery stores. The outdoor street market is the place to buy vegetables, however. There's hundreds of people growing cucumbers and tomatoes in a greenhouse at their dacha. So what we might call a farmer's market is running every day in the summer in Marganets. Vasily had made his purchases and was surfing out of the crowd when quite unexpectedly and out of nowhere, a gypsy woman grabbed him by the hand. With a mischievous gleam and a hopeful air, she quipped, let me tell you your future. Her eyes widened confidently. I will tell you the whole truth as if this last promise was an extra part of a good deal. Vasily was assured that this poor woman had been pushed aside more than once in her life, and as he looked down at her, he knew she only wanted some cheap pocket change. He stopped with her clutching his hand and addressed her politely. Daragaya, dear lady, what can you tell me? I already know my future. She stared at him. And not only that, but I can tell you your future as well. 
She continued to smile, hoping she had an eventual customer. How can you know my future? She cocked her head suspiciously. I am a Christian, Vasily stated plainly. I read the Bible, which tells me about the future of those who believe in Jesus, as well as the future of those who do not believe in him. As the remark of a religious book came, the women countered. Are you trying to say that you won't die? She was half incredulous and half mocking. Vasily continued in kindness, something most strangers don't offer to the gypsies. Only God knows when we will die. But after my death, I will have eternal life promised by God. The ones who do not believe in God and who practice witchcraft and fortune-telling will be in hell crying for help. Now the conversation had turned personal. The smile disappeared from the woman's face, and she jerked her hand away as if the proclaimer of hell might also administer it. Now it was Vasily's turn to reach for her. God loves you, and he died for you. Jesus wants to save you, Vasily proclaimed. The lady did not run away. Together, the two of them moved over to the side of the road. There, they talked about God for more than an hour. The gypsy's name was Zoya. She confessed to him, I see you are a kind man, and maybe you are telling me the truth. She looked concerned. I often see dark powers. Sometimes at night, something chokes me. When they parted that day, Vasily invited her to the church meeting at the house of prayer. He didn't expect her to come. After all, what could one conversation, albeit a long one, accomplish in the life of one so prone to knavery and fraud? But on Sunday, in the churchyard, not only did Zoya surprise Pastor Vasily, but she brought three more gypsies with her. They attended the service. They stayed afterward for tea and talked for two more hours. One of the new ladies was Zoya's daughter, Diana. Three weeks later, Diana brought her three sons, ages six, eight, and 12 years old, to the church service. Diana had been there once and had watched a baby dedication, and she wanted the blessing of this God on her boys. After a full month of attending services, both Zoya and Diana made a public profession of repentance. Vasily isn't sitting around looking for more to do, but one of the things Gospelink encourages our national pastors to do is to start new cell groups that can become churches. When Vasily wrote this report, there were already 12 people coming regularly every Wednesday to a Bible study in Zoya's village of Garodshia. Eight of the twelve who are attending are gypsies. As far as I know, CNN didn't cover this event. I don't think Fox News sent any reporters to take interviews in Garodshia. But God gave Vasily Simchishin, a national preacher, a wise answer at the right time to the right person. And a would-be fortune teller has had her future forever changed. 
And that, my friend, is good news. And the dawning to noonday bright And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth The kingdom of love and light Pastor Vasily sent us a photo of Zoya. If you would like to see that so that you may have a better visual when you pray for her and her family, you can visit our website, Cup of Good News. Org, cupofgoodnews.org. Gospel Inc. doesn't always receive such photos of new converts, but when we do, it certainly authenticates the work that God is doing through these national preachers. And to be assured, our God is working in the midst of the earth. You may look up Marganets on Google Maps. It's in the Dnipropetrovskaya region. If you need help spelling those, that may be another reason to check out our website. Until next time, watch out for the thieves, but be ready with an answer and a cup of good news.